Okay. Welcome to the Summit Hotel in Whistler. I am here with Shelly, and we have known each other for years, and um, she's actually going to be our speaker at the ladies' meeting this month, so I'm very excited to do this podcast with you, Shelly. Thanks, love. Welcome. Thank you. Happy to be here. So, um, what are you going to be talking on? Tell us a little bit about how you got into doing the, um, your, writing your book, because it's, it's a huge leap from when I first met you, and... <laughs> Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely a huge leap from when you met me. Which was, uh, I think, doing a three-day seminar on um, basically, somebody's like, have you ever done Finding Your Why? I'm like, yep. I've sat with <laughs> many, many people finding their why while I sat through three-day seminars of them doing it, yeah. them doing their why. And I'm like, yep, I've really peeled that onion back. But there's always more to go. But that's what oh. Definitely. I think one of the biggest things I've probably learned is that really my only job here is to become because I tell you what I was becoming five years ago, 10 years ago, two minutes ago is so different from what I'll probably be doing two months from now, two years from now. So I just roll with it now. <laughs> Sweet. So what were you doing when we first met? I believe when I first met you, I was coming to the end of a huge accounting um, contract with Bell Canada. If my memory serves you right, because man, it has been a few years since Make Your Mark and you and I were doing our, our stuff where I met you there and having lunch. So when I was going to those courses, I was kind of looking for a different direction. I knew that I didn't really, I thought at the time I didn't want to do any more accounting work. I just had to kind of run its course. I'd done it my whole life. I'd had a company, you know, since my late twenties and I was in a multi-level marketing company and trying to find a way to build a new business. The problem was I wasn't a hundred percent sure. So I kept doing courses, not truly understanding where it was going to take me, but I don't regret it. I mean, it, every step took me to here, mm -hmm. but three years ago, thanks to that company and that, you know, after meeting you, cause I, I believe we're, we go further back than that. So it has been over five years since I was diagnosed with acute fibromyalgia that changed everything for my husband and I in our life. And the fact that I didn't work for a couple of years, then I got back into the networking and, and the self-development when I got my health back on track with a, a lot of work. And I was, where was I? I was in a, uh, a client appreciation program that had guest speakers from all over, you know, North America and actually the world in that particular case. And a podcast coach was there. Now I'd gone every year, kind of the June timeframe to this particular uh, appreciation event. And I'd heard, I'd heard the podcaster the year before. Nothing appealed to me about that. Then on the year that I signed up, this is three years ago, I actually signed up for a course on public speaking, how to speak from stage. And I got home and realized, I really want a podcast. So I didn't sign up for the course. I contacted the coach and I said, hey, you know what? I understand I can't get the introductory price. It's all fine, but would, could I join? Because what I'd done was spend 10 days trying to figure it out myself. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. You hire, you hire the professionals, you know? Yeah. So he said, no problem. Come join us. And in 10 days, my podcast was live and I've never looked back. That's oh. how we started. <laughs> well, they say seek first to understand. And I mean, that's part of doing those self-development courses is understanding yourself first, right? Because then you can go forward with more confidence. You knew that your connection is getting a little slow at times. Yeah. So just to dive right into our podcast for the ladies meeting, this is a way for everyone at the meeting to get to know you better because you are our speaker, but you're not going to necessarily have time to talk to everybody there. And, um, oh, you've slowed down. Hopefully you can still hear me. Am I too far away from the, the Wi-Fi, maybe? <laughs> oh, I hear you again. Was I too far away from the Wi-Fi, maybe? 
Can you hear me now? Can you hear me, Shell? Lost your video. There oh, you go. Okay. Okay. That's the whole edit thing. <laughs> I can cut. I can cut and paste the stuff if we need to. But also, sometimes real is good. So, okay. for the ladies' meeting, because you are our guest speaker, you don't always get to talk to everybody while you're at the meeting. So we Fair do enough. this podcast so that everybody can get to know you before or a little bit after. Get to know about what you're doing, who you are, and you know, build some know, like, and trust. And that's why I do these podcasts. So I do have several different podcasts, but this one is specifically for the ladies meeting to get to know each other better. Okay. So we go through, and I ask the same eight questions, and you've already uh, sent them to me by email, which was really fun to read. So what are the three most important things we need to know about Shelley? Three most important things that you need to know about me. Um, I answered these this morning on email. That would be really good if I could remember them. <laughs> I will always feed you if you come to my house. <laughs> oh, good to know. Food is, uh, I have, years ago I was in one of these courses where I learned about sacred gifts. And it was very interesting to learn about what I do that comes naturally and what I had a skill set and what I literally have nothing of at all. And I discovered that I definitely, my husband and I shared them actually, a couple of them. We have the definite gift of uh, hospitality, service and facilitation and knowledge and those things actually have led me to where I am today whereas there is a gift of like administration and I've done a lot of that in my career but I realized that was a skill set I had learned it was not something that came naturally I didn't enjoy it I just ensured to be professional that I knew what I was doing it's not something that comes naturally I also discovered that why I enjoyed my bookkeeping company for so many years was the social aspect and the gift of service that was put into place which after a few years in a large corporation like Bell Canada, I realized why I was so unhappy. Because mm. those things don't matter when you're just a cog in a wheel like that, but they mattered when I was in my one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, second thing, I'm a huge winephile, so I'll feed you and my wine cellar can also drink you. <laughs> or serve you. <laughs> I actually have taken my YSET, Wine Education Trust. I'm a level three and did that just for my own knowledge. I absolutely love it. Oh, good to know. I'm looking at that so I can come and harass you because oh. I've started one camp, but I haven't actually taken any official training. So okay. we're looking at um, all my tasting classes. You come talk to me. <laughs> we're looking at partnering with with Barefoot Bistro, so and doing something with them. So that's really exciting. Wonderful. Oh yes, yeah. I I loved it. I thought I might do something with it for my career, but really it was more just about my love. I was introduced to New World wines first, and I really wanted to understand as I got into wines, and it's obviously a huge love of mine, why a wine was good, whether I enjoyed it or not, what made it good from the old world, and that's what I definitely learned. Third thing, I grew up hunting, fishing on a dirt bike, on a snowmobile, and I much prefer being on a cruise ship with someone else waiting on me on foot. <laughs> but I can't gross for dinner if I had to. <laughs> Good to know. I still have my grandmother's book with squirrel pie. Never okay. used it. <laughs> I did catch a squirrel at the house today, but I think it was uh, taken away quietly. <laughs> okay, Probably as it should be. <laughs> what is work and what is play? Oh, work for me is definitely accounting at this point. I do it because there's bills to be paid and there's I'm good at it, but it's work. It, it's 100% is work. Play for me, podcasting actually is play for me. It is something I love to do. If I could, I'd podcast every couple of days. Um, unfortunately, I have this in built-in 30-minute meter. <laughs> so can't seem to get that down to a 10-minute snippet, so I do it once a week. 
Uh, play for me is definitely beaches, relaxing, um, golf, and a book. That's play. Excellent. Is there something that you want others to help you achieve or support? So, for example, the ladies' meeting, we often again on me. support um, um, Ronald McDonald House or like something that you, you're always working on. Right. Are you back? Yep, I'm here. <laughs> Sorry, <now you're> back. <laughs> That's hilarious. You just disappear. <laughs> you, and it, I, I can't tell which side it's on because you disappear too. It's really weird. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure. When you disappeared the first time, I had full bars and, and everything seemed to be working. So I'm with you. I don't know which it is, but you freeze on me. <laughs> just keep talking through it. <laughs> okay. So is there something you want others to help you achieve or that you need support with? like a cause or a um a cause no nothing i grew up in a in a very religious household so kind of tithing and and that sort of thing is sort of just a very normal part of my lifestyle and personality so i'm definitely not one of those people i would have to say that goes out and looks for causes to support mm -hmm. it just it's been ingrained in me and i tend to give to the church or to world vision or something like that so I don't have any huge causes. My support probably just in life is my public speaking, which this group is definitely supporting and helping me along that line. I don't know why it's a fear for me because seriously, you can tell I have no problem talking. <laughs> like I said, foot and back for you. Be like getting you on the stage right away. <laughs> Hilarious why this is such a thing for me. And everyone laughs at me. They just look at me and laugh. They go, seriously? So, I know yeah. me too. I mean, I have done Toastmasters. I've done everything. And I, when I get up on, as you see, I, I get in front of 30 to 50 women and I don't see anybody. I just blank out. Oh, and everybody's like, oh, you did a great job. Tell me that. Like, what? <laughs> I'm your guest speaker in two weeks. Don't tell me that. <laughs> I, I did have to laugh. I'm talking to my coach. I have a coach now that I'm working with that I signed on in June that I'm going to work with for a solid year once a week. And it's been wonderful. And when I suggested things to do and I suggested Toastmasters, he just looked at me and says, yeah, you're not wasting your time with that. That's for the people that can't get as far as you've gotten. I'm like, yeah, oh, I kind of thought that might help because you know. <laughs> so, well, what I find is that Toastmasters is a really great place to start. Mm -hmm. Right. But if you want to get up on the stage and just get not, not just past your comfort zone, but start to engage your audience. It's totally different because I think a lot of people get stuck in their Toastmasters group and never get out of that same loop. Oh, good to know. I have no experience. I've never done it. I, remember so my I, I did social media for transforming speakers and they were all speakers who were working to have stage experience, which is very different than Toastmasters. Okay. Okay. You need all those Toastmasters skills, right? But then to get mm -hmm. that out on the stage and really engage with an audience of 300 or 500, it's a very different skill than they're teaching in Toastmasters often. Perfect. And then, you know what? I got the right advice. I'll carry on. <laughs> but I mean, for some people, they, they naturally progress to that and they, they find the right people within Toastmasters to get to that. And they go out and do the international and like, there's nothing wrong with Toastmasters. It is a great place. I oh no, I completely agree. My husband had done it years ago when he was younger, but he does not have like communication skills like I do. He's not like me. So he was like, even he cautioned me, he goes, I'm not sure that's really for you, hon. But do you remember I told you I'd signed up for a different course? Mm -hmm. That course I still have. I, I, was, I consider, I went back to the owner, Dr. Andreas, and I said, you know, I really don't want to refund. I appreciate your, you know, the, 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 the information he was willing to give for his thousand dollars was unbelievable. Unbelievable. And so he said, no, it's yours for a lifetime. Your access to the website is there for a lifetime when you are ready. So this year, that is what my intention is to take the high functioning habits talk 
and put it through his course for a stage presentation. Well, I think I've, really I've already got the tools. I already know where you want it to get. And then, yes, because three years ago, I didn't know. I kept working through this health and wellness topics and I wrote these like little draft for an ebook and it just, I just wasn't getting it. And then when high functioning habits kind of became my brand and I wanted to create the ebook, doddle, doddle, procrastinate, and then sat down and wrote it all in one day. <laughs> yeah. So it obviously clicked. So if you could pick one book that everyone should read or have other than yours, obviously, what would it be? <laughs> oh, hands down the four agreements. I think before, especially for young people, they need almost to, and it it's, can be a tough listen to. I almost advise people listen to it in 1.25 speed on Audible first. Don't try and read it. Listen to it in your car, on your headset, commuting, whatever. Because if you can get a hold of those four components of your life, especially the impeccable with your word, which really has nothing to do with being honest. Well, it does, but it really has more to do about how we talk to ourselves, our self-chatter. If you can get those things kind of under control, everything else you do after that, you know, go and read Eckhart Tolle, go and read You Are a Badass by Jen Siscaro, go, go read all these books and I believe you will get so much more out of them. Yeah. Totally agree. Sorry. And it sounds like you've read, the, the, it sounds like you've let, read the Love Languages book with, uh, from, just, oh, to me they go together so well. Definitely. Um, sorry, I should have thought about that. Yes. In fact, I've read that one and the one for children and, and such because my granddaughter, right from the time she was two or three, we recognized that her love language was completely different than ours. And we've taught her because my baby girl had to understand that grandma needs a hug, but her, her love language is quality time. <laughs> so we had and my daughter was not a hugger. She so to understand that about us. Yeah. Well, my she daughter cuddling never me and watched TV and it was like, Hey, yeah. grandma needs her cuddles. Yeah. So yes, love language as well. There are so many, depending on where you are in your Absolutely. What is your favorite thing to do with friends? What is your favorite thing to do with friends? Can you hear me? I am so sorry you're going to be doing all this editing. That's okay. Or I won't. And sometimes it just works. Can you hear me now? Oh, there you're back. Okay. Sorry, so we're going to do some editing on this one. It's funny because neither of us are moving, but it's, there's something, uh, something going on. Um, what is your favorite thing to do with friends? Oh, anything that involves wine and food. I'm a huge winephile. I'm a huge foodie. That's why I enjoy cruising. Um, in fact, we're changing cruise, cruises this year into a smaller boat because I just want better food. My husband, when, I was, when we were younger and before I got sick, uh, we were in Vegas three, four times a year, and that was really all about you know, fine dining and shows and things like that. So yeah, anything with friends that involves uh, food and something in a glass. <laughs> I'm pretty much happy. Awesome. What is a product that you are rarely without? This is so ungirly, but uh, my ionic foot bath. I got into them a few years ago to help me with my illness. And now I have a treatment room in my house and I sell them. And even though the little box is really heavy, I paid the fee to take it with me pretty much everywhere. Wow. It is my number one tool for fighting inflammation above everything else. Really? It's really before my lipstick. I gotta say, <laughs> I know. And right? you put, and thank you for putting a little coupon in the um, swag bag for wine camp this year. 
for that. Oh, that's right. There was yeah, one so about that. Yes. Absolutely. I hope everybody will go in and um, take that and come and see you. Oh, I hope so. It's just unfortunate that I do live out in North Delta and we, we, a lot of the people are from the Vancouver North Shore area, but I am here with things. Oh, there's people from Langley to everywhere that come out oh. for these meetings. Perfect. Yeah. Um, what do you hope you can do, keep doing that you do now, 10 to 20 years from now? Oh, hands down. I still want to be helping people because really I'm 54 years of age now and I'm basically starting a new career, a new path. I want to be doing that for as long as I am mentally capable. And I definitely still want to be doing yoga when I'm 75. I want to be doing yoga till the day they stick me in a wheelchair or bed. <laughs> I'm just listening to um, autobiography of a yogi. That's yes. Recommended to me. It's pretty epic. You know, the, the emotional ups and downs in this, in this autobiography are I'd like, I've never, I've never heard a man talk like that before. That's very true. It's, I think that's the best way to describe it. A lot, of, a lot of people in North America, excuse me, they get into the, just the mechanics of yoga, but yoga has seven or is it nine full disciplines. And I'm very lucky. I discovered a few years ago a restorative yoga uh, business out here in my area. And that's where I go to because of my fibro, because I can no longer play squash and do all the very, very active mountain biking and things I used to do. And I still needed to stay core strength and stay limber, keep my fascia stretched. And um, yeah, very, very fortunate. But there is, when you're in restorative yoga, they bring in the other parts of it, the calming of the mind and the focusing on the body and movement and intention. Lots of things that you and I listen to and lots of our books and things that we're always, you know, sort of feeding our minds with. My yoga practice is very much like that. Mm. Well, and, and how much our mind can control our body, that's what this book really brought out to me and the yoga right. and that just stuff that just didn't you know we know it we see it we see other people do it but then reading it and you know having it right in your ear going how could I do that that's kind of interesting and yoga at 80 is it, it makes sense absolutely it's definitely at that age because you need it almost more so than you need it now but mm -hmm. if I don't do it now it's not something you're going to keep up with later hence again it's just it's a very high functioning habit for me it was interesting you mentioned about in the mind. I am a 100% firm believer in it's all in the mind. Like it's all, it's all in your head. Mm -hmm. So when people, you know, I've spent most of my life leading edge with health and wellness and, and research, because I just always have. I've got a very inquisitive mind. And I've listened to a lot of skepticism and family, friends over the years. And no, I just own it now. It is in your mind. <laughs> well, I was, I was watching a video of my grandson, Jameson, when he was only a few days old. And he was, I was watching the video of his eyes and the deep thought that he was in. I mean, it was, he was lifting his head just a little bit, looking around, checking it out. And I thought, in 80 years, when I'm 80, that's me going back into my mind, mm -hmm. lifting my head, being deep in thought. And it's just like... I saw this vision of, because I see my dad right now who's, you know, in a wheelchair, can't hear, can't really see. And we need to have that strength to go back to our mind. Yes. That, that learning experience that where we're almost learning backwards, but with much, with all of our experience, to be able to do it gracefully like a child comes out of, out of the womb and yes. learns gracefully in, in little bits and really do it backwards in little bits as well. Yes. No, I concur. In fact, you know, if anyone believes in, if you've ever raised with any scripture, that that's actually quite scriptural. They talk about being a baby and returning. It's like a journey. It's you, we start out and we go through our lives and all our experiences and we're going to return to that state again. 
Mm. Oh, live it, embrace it. <laughs> it's my attitude. Well, and that's what I love about our group is we can all learn to do this together too and learn from oh, each other, yes. which I think is the missing, a lot of the missing pieces for people that don't go to church or don't have a community group or, um, you know, like I live in Whistler. There's, there is a lot of different religions and stuff up here, but there isn't really a, it's more about sports. Yeah, no, <laughs> fair enough. We have our group of women that are growing old together. We've been, yeah, it's amazing. Love and it. as much as, as much as, you know, I was raised in a very religious background. I, if people, my listeners of my podcast are quite aware, I'm really more of a believer in the universal energy. I'm a huge believer, of course, in the law of attraction. I truly believe that energetic field, it's all the same. Absolutely. Everyone just likes to call it their own little thing so they can be all weird about it. But yeah, it's all the same thing in my world. <laughs> we all want a label. Yes. Oh well, and the, and the, the ladies meeting comes from, the name actually comes from, I was brought up in a very religious background and I knew that when they were having their ladies meeting, it was not about religion uh, <laughs> and ours is not about religion. Okay. Excellent. It was about, you know, what you're talking about, your kids, your husbands, your, if you have a business, you're talking about all the things that you're not supposed to talk about in the seventies, you know, and uh, <laughs> oh, so that's kind of what first this whole, this whole group. So do you have a life hack to share with us? Do you have a life hack to share with us? You were commenting about keeping talking. I don't know whether, I guess we can test it, whether your recording is just keeping on recording or not. Yep, it's I guess we'll do another little I can drop hear you. off and reconnect here again. The best part is listen, listening to the banjo music in the background as the reconnection happens. It's like, a, it's like this little electronic beeping sound that sounds like someone playing a banjo <laughs> at my end. Oh, weird. So <laughs> do you have a life hack to share with us? Life hack is definitely why I podcast and why I wrote the book, High Functioning Habits. It became very apparent to me uh, in the last few years that I have intuitively done this since my teens. And I truly believe that no matter what you face, good habits will see you through. So as much as I'm a big proponent on a lot of self-help books and I recommend a lot of things, it really kind of, you need to kind of step back and start with your choice and choose to have better habits because you want a better life. And that's usually what most of us want anyways. But the habits for me, I mean, I dealt with an eating disorder in my teens that I dealt with on my own. My family had no clue that I was sick. Um, you know, just so many things that kind of came out of those years of my teens and 20s that every time, and then of course getting fibro, every time I have found a way to cope with it and rise above it. And one of, you know, a good girlfriend of mine many years ago when I first got diagnosed and I was so devastated, she goes, Shelly, if anyone can deal with this, it's you. And I looked at her and I thought, what? She goes, you will find a way to manage this. And I thought, okay, fine. It was great to hear it, but she actually was right. Because that innate part of me that just says, and habits change with your life. It's not something that's, one thing people need to accept is that a good habit may be good for your life now, but it, that may not be what's going to hold you five years from now. So as much as it may seem a little bit pat, habits for me are definitely my life hack to, uh, to succeed and, and get on with life. So, and where would they go to, because you've written a book about this, what is the website that they, people would go to to uh, learn more? Okay, well, let's qualify that it's a teeny little ebook. <laughs> but now I'm going to spend the next year writing an entire book on this. They well, that, just go to high, high Functioning House. It's just a little teeny ebook. <laughs> That much more than most people ever do in their life. Okay, fair oh. enough. <laughs> My teeny little ebook is on high function. That's shit done, lady. <laughs> <laughs> My spectacular ebook is on highfunctioninghabits.com. 
awesome. Which right now is all, all being redone. It's funny, as I'm getting ready to talk to you today, my coach is on the line, you know, asking for this, that, the next thing. Because they're redoing the intro. They're redoing the entire podcast website. It will all be linked in the next month. Okay. Awesome. Actually, they want it all live before I come to you for this talk in two weeks. Well, <laughs> That's it's funny because saying. I'm not saying I'm your Oprah moment, but I know a lot of people, they go and do this effort, all this effort, and then they're like, they haven't got the website done. They haven't, they're not ready for that moment where things turn on. And then they, you get yeah. that, all of a sudden you run into a reporter from CTV and they put you online and, and your website isn't ready. Exactly. I always so tell de people. You like, definitely lit a fire under him when I told him. I said, by the way, my first speaking engagement has been booked. And he's like, Oh, I got work to do. I got four weeks. <laughs> so he has been two weeks, hands out, getting this done. Excellent. <laughs> because of you. <laughs> so if you need to uh, buy a ticket to come and see Shelly, she, or if you know Shelly, she gets 10 free tickets. So you might want to hook up with her and book your ticket because there's only room for 50 people in the room. So you're going to go to theladiesmeeting.com forward slash live dash events. So um, if you know Shelly, ask her for one of her free tickets. If you don't know her, well, you're going to have to pay the $30 to come. Or if you know a member, you get $20 off your ticket. So look forward to seeing you in person. And we'll talk more about doing a masterclass as well. The ladies Sounds great. The Entrepreneur Collective, which is a bigger group that we're building. Ah, okay. Yes. Definitely curious about all that. Okay. I'm just going to hit stop on the record button here. Thanks, babe.